Welcome to episode 46 of the TDR Now podcast, the first English-speaking podcast focusing on Tokyo Disney Resort, and we're coming to you directly from Japan. You can find us on our website, tdrexplorer.com, on Twitter, at tdrexplorer, and on Facebook, facebook.com slash tdrexplorer. I'm your host, Chris, the chief content editor for TDR Explorer, and... I'm always the one eating the seasonal food at the parks. And right now it is the shaved ice because it is delicious and it's summertime and all that. You can find me on my personal Twitter at Burnin Lover and also under the same name on Instagram. And joining me, as always, is my beautiful co-host, Patricia. Hey, guys. It's me, Trish. Um, I'm taking photos at the park. I'm not eating any food still. I still still not eating. I'm still not eating, and I still haven't renewed my my Disneyland annual pass. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm That's going terrible. to Disneyland tomorrow. Oh, I see. I've got a day ticket. I see how it is. I'm going to go all day. Ooh. <laughs> I'm going hardcore. <laughs> got to make use of that. Yeah, for real. So, oh, it's going to be so much fun. Yeah, it's going to be tiring but fun. I'm I'm very excited. And I'm I'm going to be stuck at work tomorrow. So enjoy it for me. I'll play, I'll play Pokemon for you. I'll send you some Pokemon. <gasps> yes, go and catch me something. Please. <laughs> the, I heard, I heard, okay. I heard in the update that they're going to do, you can trade them. Yeah, yeah. They're supposed to be doing that feature at some point. I don't know when, but yeah. I hope so. My son is like, he's playing too, but like, I don't let him play by himself because um, it's like super dangerous. <laughs> Oh I yeah! Just see him like walking out into traffic or in front of like a bicycle or something. So I'm like, you know, he can only play with an adult, so he doesn't, you know, get out as much. So I, I want to give him so many Pokemon, but I can't. <laughs> um, but That's what, good parenting. It. I, I hope. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's good parenting to have an OCD mother who's like walking around in the middle of the night catching Pokemon. It's kind of sad. <laughs> At least here in Japan, it's safe to go out at night, relatively. You know, so. yeah, it is. It is, but you know what happens? And this is really, like, creepy on two different levels. Um, there's people in their cars that are looking for Pokemon now. And um, so they're driving around at night. And first of all, you shouldn't... Don't drive in Pokemon, okay, guys? No matter what country you live in. Um, and second, secondly... Um, I, I, you know, I was walking home from Cinema Expiari the other day. I was like, oh, I'll get in, you know, just walk home and I'll, I'll catch some Pokemon and, you know, burn some calories. And, um, like two times, like cars, like slowed down and like parked really close to where I was walking. And I started to get it really freaked out. And then I realized 
it's the is the game, you know, because that never happens like in our neighborhoods. So I was really, really like, oh my god, what's going on? Why are they stopping? You know, it's like one in the morning, and I, you know, this is a bad idea. And <laughs> but it's still safe, but it gives you like a like a like a bad feeling, you know. Mm. But they're catching Pokemon, so it's okay. <laughs> That's half the fun. It's half the fun. It's half the fun. It's scaring girls on the street. <laughs> okay okay so okay what are, um, we, so, what are we talking about today okay uh we're well, uh, before i get to that you can find me um at dream Sweets love oh. on twitter and on instagram and today we are talking about of course the news we actually have a ton of news um our crowd forecast as always so you can find out what the crowds are like. We're also going to be talking about what's going on in the parks. What what do we do this week? Um, what's new? What's maybe not new, but it's new to us and, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Our, uh, we have a dining guide. We have our park tip, as always. And um, thanks to you amazing listeners, we have our listener question. So, um, Chris, let's get to the news. The Mike and Sully float from the electrical parade is gone. It's been replaced with green alien performers. And I couldn't really find out a reason why. Even we asked cast members why this was, and they couldn't tell us. So I'm not too sure what happened. If it broke and they can't fix it in time or what, I don't know. It could be maintenance. It could be, like, you know, somebody saw online... I forgot if it was on Twitter or, or where. I think it was on Twitter. And I forgot the username. I'm so sorry. But they had um, they had a really good eye. They caught like this promotional photo for, I think it was like Docomo or something. And in the background, they showed the electrical parade, um, Dreamlights, and it had Finding Dory floats. So I don't know if that's getting switched out for Finding Dory. Or like you said, maybe they're having mechanical issues. Because it's, it's not uncommon. Sometimes floats do disappear temporarily. And then they come back a couple of weeks later. So it could just be um, maintenance. They were maybe having some issues with it. So I guess we'll find out in the future. But the green alien performers look super, super adorable. And they're a really cute addition to the parade, I think. Yeah, it's, it's nice that... It kind of changes it up a little bit, even if it's only temporary. Hopefully, it's only temporary. I so, hope so, too. Yeah, and we did ask some cast members, and they couldn't really tell us. Like They couldn't give us an answer, so not yeah. 200% sure what's going on there. I'll check it out tomorrow, and I'll let you know if it's there or if it's not there or what's going on with that. Hmm, good idea. Uh, speaking of Finding Dory, Finding Dory characters are coming to Turtle Talk at Tokyo Disney Sea in spring 2017. So they're going to be adding Destiny, the nearsighted shark, and Hank, the octopus, or septopus, if you've seen the movie. <laughs> the movie's really good. It's super cute. I saw it. It's... I've seen it twice now. Did, did you get like the little sticker they were giving out, the baby Dory? Sticker? Yes, I got I got a little baby Dory sticker. It's so cute. Oh I don't gosh. I don't know what to put it on though. I can't use it. It's too cute to use. <laughs> it's, it's so cute. <laughs> I really like it. And also, uh, continuing on the Finding Dory, uh, the walls have gone up around Storm Rider, so it, they're now starting the transition over to the new Finding Dory slash Finding Nemo attraction. Hmm. So, and the walls are nicely decorated, and they're themed to Finding Dory. It says the Marine Life Institute on the walls, which is pretty cute. 
Um, and then in addition to that, there is also a Hank and Dory statue kind of hidden in plain sight in Port Discovery. So it's Hank on top of this seemingly random rock that is to the left of the Fast Pass machines of the the former Storm Rider. Um, Rest in peace. Uh, (laughs) And it's Hank on a rock and he's holding Dory inside a coffee cup or coffee mug or coffee pot. There we go. In a coffee pot. (laughs) Just like the movie. I like that they're doing that again because they they used to do that like they did it for Wally and for Up. They used to do those little displays in the park, and I think it's a really nice touch. Yeah, it's it's nice and it's subtle, and it just adds to, like this one more little like this nice little touch that you mm-hmm. get to stumble on. Because I didn't even know that was happening. People weren't making a big deal of it online or on Twitter or anything. So I just happened to be like walking through Port Discovery and I saw people taking pictures and I was trying to catch Pokemon as well. Um, <laughs> and I, I looked up and I'm like, oh, that's Hank. Oh, and he's holding Dory. That is so cute. It was it was a really nice surprise to see that. Uh, what else we got? We got, well, here's some, some Duffy news. If you have money to burn, and I know oh a God. lot of us do, a lot of us do, and <laughs> slash sarcasm there (laughs) um there is a limited edition duffy costume rack that is available for pre-order from uh from now until sometime in i think end of september and it is roughly two hundred dollars and it is a wooden thing to put your duffy costumes on it comes with little hangers you get to hang your duffy clothes on and it has little drawers to put your Duffy your put your Duffy shoes and everything it's really nice but $200 nice I don't know know, I want to know how big it is because if you're like a Duffy costume collector right there have been so many costumes you know so I want to know how many it fits so how many of those dressers do people need to buy to fit all their costumes right well i have the latest copy of the disney fan for september and they have a nice diagram in here showing the exact measurements of this duffy costume rack it is 68 centimeters high and 43 centimeters wide uh, well, okay. like, sorry, like lengthwise, and then thirty-five point five centimeters thick. Okay. So it's that's actually kind of big. It it sounds big. I wonder how people are going to get it home. Do um, they deliver it. So here's the thing: it is only for pre-order in the park. So you have to go in the park to pre-order it, and they will only ship to you in Japan. Oh, harsh man. So, sorry, if you're overseas, you're going to have to get someone who lives here to get it shipped to them and then somehow get that thing home. (laughs) Someone on Amazon and eBay is going to be making a pretty penny selling to people overseas. I guess if you're really into Duffy and you're really hardcore and you really, really need closet space for him, I guess that's cool. (laughs) I mean, I imagine because it's wood and it's a fairly nice size. 
I mean, I think if you're a collector, you know, especially they have those really, really expensive costumes, like the, what is it called, like the cannery costumes or something? Oh, yeah, I guess so. I guess if you're spending money on that, then spending... If you think about it, yeah, that's like the price of two of those costumes. So that's actually a pretty nice, like, collector's piece. It's not bad. And then, uh, in addition, there's also limited L.L. Bean tote bags. Are these of Duffy or? Yeah, Duffy. Duffy themed L.L. Bean tote bags. Oh, I didn't see those. They just came out last week um, on the 20th, I believe, of July. They're a little pricey. Um, oh, yeah. The, the biggest one, like the, I guess, the normal size one, if you want to use it for like everyday kind of stuff. Yeah. It's about $170. Okay, that's. I was thinking maybe more. That's not like horrific, right? For I guess for LL Bean tote bags, I guess it's not terrible, right? Because like you know, tote bags get up there. Mm-hmm. See, and and also, okay. yeah, yeah. These like LL Bean tote bags are nice. Like I have one, and I oh, really like it. It looks nice. It's very plain, but that's not a bad thing. I don't think. You know, it's, it's the nice. quality of the craftsmanship. Like, you can tell, like, the little... Le- it looks like a little leather um, duffy paws hanging off of it. Mm-hmm. So, it depends how well it's crafted, right? But, um, yeah, it looks, looks good. It's cute. Yeah. Oh, it has, a, it has a strap you can wear, too, for the big ones. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to buy one, though. Are you going to buy um, one? you got to wait until Gelatoni comes know. out. Come on. Uh, yeah, I'll wait. <laughs> I'll wait for that. You know, oh, look at that. The little strap alone. Is that separate? Do you pay for that separate? No, it comes with it. Okay. All right. Good, good, good. Good. Good job, Dizzy. See, that's a good, that's good. That's a good, you know, value, I would say. Hmm. And yeah, they, they come in three sizes. So they, there's a large one and a mid-sized one and then a small one. The small one, I don't, I would not buy because I don't like bags that small, but a lot of yeah. people here, a lot of people here like those really small ones, especially women, because they can put like a couple small little things in it and take it. What, <laughs> I guess. What do you do with those? You. I know? don't know. I really don't know. I I have been <laughs> trying to figure it out because I bought this one from the the Ghibli exhibit um, in Mori um, Art Museum, and it's I had to buy because it, it said like Barus on it, right? And I don't know what to use it for. It's I don't just, know. It's too little to put. Makeup, I guess. I don't know. No. Tissue? It has no, no. Like maybe your cell for phone? storage in your house. Like what would you, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to figure something out. If you can figure something out for like a really tiny tote bag, you know, message us and let us know. It can be humorous. It can be serious. If it's humorous, I kind of look forward to it more. But let us know. You know, um, go to our, go to, go to Twitter, tweet at TDR Explorer. And let us know your ideas for a tiny tote bag. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, speaking of fashion, um, did you see the X Girl fashion uh, apparel that they released in the parks at Disney Sea? No, what is that? It's really cool. It's oh, it's like the X Girl brand, and they have um, both uh, women and men styles, which is really great because a lot of times they tend to focus more on women. 
And um, it's kind of like, you know, like um, it's themed to Disney Sea. Like one is themed to like Tower of Terror. And um, there's like a popcorn themed one. They have like a bag and um, different, they have different colors. And it's just uh, uh, caps too. Like fun, sporty clothes that you can wear in the park or even outside of the park. And it's really, it looks great. Um, you can see it at the Disney Sea website under, I guess, recommended goods right now but um i like it again a little pricey because when they do this collaborations it is like a brand collaboration so like these t-shirts are like you know like 90 like nine thousand yen or something like that so like 90 dollars like american so it's kind of like oh but it looks nice and the quality is nice oh so i guess if you want a tower terror shirt you might want (laughs) to get one from here for now (laughs) oh my god okay no okay i kind of heard the news but i didn't realize completely like what was happening until like yesterday are they closing tower of terror in disney world um my understanding is just disneyland okay okay that one doesn't matter that much (laughs) yeah the the one the, the, the one disney world is is the original so I was about to say because yeah, if they close the Disney World one, I will I will freak out. Okay, I will, I will get I don't know. I'm not I, I you know I'm gonna have like a breakdown. <laughs> yeah, because I I love that because it has such a great atmosphere around it, and you go up that little path, and there's like the mist, and and it, it's like the only one where you kind of like move like um like in like move forward in the attraction you kind of like move around in the little car in like the different dimension so i really really like the walt disney world one and it drops you like a million times <laughs> you know mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm, great mm-hmm. super cute I'm sorry, oh my California. goodness uh, so going going back to the x-girl shirts and stuff really quick they're expensive yeah oh did you go to oh the website goodness. right now oh my <laughs> yeah. god so the guy's t-shirt is 6,900 yen. So that's like $65. Yeah. And then the the women's shirt is more. I yeah. guess it's more like a, it's more like a dress, I guess. It's a one piece. So yeah, you can wear yeah. it. Yeah. Just like as a dress. 9,500 yen. That's mm-hmm. like $90. Oh my goodness. But they're really nice. <laughs> they're really nice. I've been thinking about it and I've been thinking uh, about it. And I I'm like, kinda, no, don't do it. Don't do it. But do it. <laughs> you know. I kind, I kind of want... It's called Coronate 05. It makes zero sense to me. But anyway, it's a men's shirt. Uh-huh. And it's a it's a blue and white striped shirt with Mickey in his Tokyo Disney Sea official outfit. Yes, And it says yes, Tokyo yes. Disney Sea. That is so nice. I really want that. It's 7,900 yen. I'm kind of willing to pay that, though. And it, it references the park. And it looks so nice, you know. It is super nice. Oh, my God. I, oh. And then there's the Coordinate 02 Relax Style. Style is all in caps. Uh, it shows Mickey in his, like, traditional, you know, where, where he stands with his one foot up. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and he has his pose. But he's holding a pop, popcorn bucket or a box of popcorn. And it says Tokyo Disney Sea on it. Yeah. And it is 6,900 yen. And you there's also a, a mini mouse version. <laughs> there's also a mini mouse version too. That's right. Oh my goodness, I want all of these. Don't you? Like doesn't it look so um, great? Like this is one of the clo- like like the collaborations lately I've been like, huh, oh, well, that's nice. It's good. But I really like this one for some reason. This is really nice. Okay. Okay. 
Yeah. Uh, speaking of fashion, there's some new fashion dolls that were released as well, which is which are really interesting. I like for me, I'm not into this stuff at all, but I thought it was kind of fascinating. Wait, is this the Lika Chan stuff? Yes, these are based off of the Lika Chan dolls. Oh my which, gosh! And and for those that don't know, Lika Chan is basically Barbie in Japan. Is essentially what it is. So uh, there are four dolls. They are about forty dollars a piece, and one is uh, one doll is dressed as Minnie Mouse. Another one is dressed as Daisy Duck. Another one is Alice, and the last one is Marie. So if you're really into like dolls and stuff like that, these are they're they're pretty nice for dolls. Right, because those are like a lot of people collect those. Like it's like you said, it's like the Japanese version of Barbie. Yeah, essentially. Oh, what do they sell these in the park or like where do they sell them? They're in the park. Yeah. At Disneyland or Disney Sea. Disney Sea, uh, oh. Disney Sea, and Disneyland. Okay. Uh, yeah, at the toy station at Disneyland and Mermaid Treasure in Disney Sea. Interesting. So if you're like a doll collector, it's kind of I think it's it's interesting just to like check out to see like what the Japanese Barbie kind of looks like. Um, yeah, they're but... super interesting. Yeah, oh, that's kind so, of cool. Like, so I I feel like lately, OLC has been kind of like pumping out higher end disney merchandise like doing these like collaborations with these different brands and it's kind of interesting to see well they've always done that right because you Mm -hmm. know back when we had d24 disney c um that was a store dedicated to those collaborations right so we Mm -hmm. lost that dedicated store but i like that they continued with that idea of collaborating with brands you know, um, like div- like bag manufacturers, uh, um, clothes clothing uh, designers. So I like that they've kept that up actually because I I miss that store. It's nice that they're kind of pushing these more as well because people like I know people have kind of complained that the merchandise hasn't been very good lately. And you know, like some of the the seasonal stuff is kind of it's starting to repeat itself. But it's nice yeah. that we're seeing these collaborations, like they're. They, they seem like they're they're pushing it more in a sense. The, it's weird because I feel like I always feel like almost there's like an A team and a B team, right? Because the anniversary goods have been fantastic. You know, these collaboration goods, of course, you know, they're brands, so they have their own designers. Fantastic. Like you said, the seasonal goods is kind of boring for me lately. But they have some good stuff still. Yeah, so I'm thinking I might... I, I really want this Disney C shirt because it is super nice. I'm willing to drop some money on that. I really am. I know. It looks really great. <sighs> and Speaking of dropping money, mm-hmm. did you see the fifteenth anniversary like souvenir, like the little like globe thing? I saw pictures on Twitter. That's about it. Okay, so you haven't bought it yet. I haven't bought mine no. either. Is it, it sold out? So or do they still no, have no, lots? no. They're not going to sell out of this, I don't think. Okay, good. But That's it looks super... really nice. Yeah, it's like this little globe thing. It's like <laughs> metal. Know. It's like metal, and it looks like you know, it's like the kind of like the aquasphere, but with Mickey ears, and you can write like your your message on it. You know, mm. you can customize it. You can pick your color of your wish. 
you know, which is like a big thing this year and write your message and you can really like customize it to like exactly how you want it, which is really cool. That's pretty awesome. I like that. I think I'm going to have to pick one up. <laughs> <laughs> so if you go to pick them up on the week of August 1st, what are those crowds going to be like, Chris? Oh, my goodness. So crowd forecast. We get our crowd forecast information from tdrnavi.jp. They have information in Japanese, but also in English for up to six months in advance. So use this to plan your trip. They're pretty accurate and we use them all the time. So highly recommend them. So for the week of August 1st, so this is for both Tokyo Disneyland and Tokyo DisneySea. They're kind of equal this week. Um, it's kind of high 70s into 80s uh, during the week. And then it's going to be 90s on the weekend. So summer is here. Kids are finally out of school. Is that correct? I think so. Oh, I d- oh they I d- are I out of school. <laughs> I don't, and they are I don't, out. Uh, yeah. So it's starting to pick up at the resorts. Uh, August is usually pretty busy. It's hot. It's busy. Everyone wants to be there. So it's 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 just going to get more and more busy as the month goes on. So, yeah, that's <laughs> that's pretty much it for the crowd forecast. It's pretty easy. Um, <laughs> you could just label and- it. Crowd forecast. It's summer edition. It's summer. It's busy. But also, when you're in the parks, make sure you use our wait time app at tdrnow.com. Just open up your browser on your phone. Open up Safari or Chrome or whatever you got going on there. Type in tdrnow.com and we will have live, up-to-date wait times for attractions. And soon there will be an iPhone version. I am working on that. Yes, please. So it can just like (laughs) download an app and just bring it up instantaneously. I'm working on it. Don't worry. I'm working on it. (laughs) But speaking of checking wait times in the parks, Patricia, what did you learn this week in the parks? Or what did you do? Or like, Uh, what did you find out? All that stuff. I found out going in the middle of a three day weekend is never a good idea. But I could have told you that. (laughs) I went. You know what? You know what? You know what? There's what? this really good podcast about Tokyo Disney that you should listen to. And oh, really? they have really good advice <laughs> on when to go and visit. And they usually talk about avoiding long weekends. So I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I should check that out. <laughs> you really should. You really should. Oh anyway. So I went in the middle of the three-day weekend. I went a few times. I went. I don't know what happened, but I went to the parks. Like I went to Disney Sea a bunch lately because I guess I like the summer event a lot. But I went in the middle of the three-day weekend, and of course, like, lines everywhere. And it wasn't even, you know, it wasn't the worst kind of crowds, you know, where you can't move at all. But it was, be- it was like, uncomfortable enough that, you know, that, like, the lines for the attractions were, you know, you could, you know, if you got your fast pass in the morning, which I didn't do, um, you would be fine. <laughs> but I didn't do that because we came kind of late. We're like, oh, let's just leisurely go. And um, lines of the restaurants were all like an hour, two hours and a half around. Um, there was a wait for everything. And so, you know, but that's okay because we were, I was with um, a friend of mine and we were looking for characters. So like, we're like, huh, let's just go enjoy. And um, we ran into the most 
amazing Indiana Jones. I mean, this guy, oh my god, he was fantastic. He he, it was basically a, an attraction. We basically went on an adventure with Indy um, spontaneously. We ran into him. He's like, "Get down!" You know, um, we're you know we're trying to we're gonna get through this jungle. Okay, there's a lot of booby traps, and I swear to God, it was like a good ten or fifteen minutes that we spent running after Indy and he was um he was like like you know like he would take us to different parts of Lost River Delta and he'd be like okay look there's big spiders here watch out you know and he's like wiping imaginary spiders off of people's bags and then his handler um you know like you know how the characters have a handler he would call her Maria and he's like Maria come on what are you doing and and she it was great because she would kind of like translate the idea of what he was saying you know as we went um for like the Japanese uh guests right and um it was just so fun. Like there was this one part, you know, where the mist is coming out um, in the from the flower, like to cool people down. And this girl's like going up to the mist and like waving it in his face, and he's like, "Are you crazy? What are you doing? <laughs> you know, <laughs> get away from the flower!" And he ran up and he held his breath and he was blocking the flower so we could get through. And we we passed, um, you know, the monkey characters from Jungle Book. He's like, "Watch out for those crazy monkeys over there." Um, he went up to this girl in line who was spraying herself with a cool down spray and he used it on himself and it was just like it was hilarious it was hilarious and it was like it was like a full adventure and on a crowded day like that that's what makes your vacation you know like because if you come from like another city or another country you know and the, the lines for attractions are long and the lines for food are long and the lines for bathroom is long it's really easy for your mood to like go down you know because it's hot you're tired and then something like that you know it's almost like an like an atmosphere show like that guy let me tell you that was the best part of our day like maybe the best part of like what i've done in the park in months i mean fantastic like major props to this guy and it was like the middle of golden week i don't know who he is um but if anybody from the company is listening hire that guy more he's amazing you know Give him a raise. Give him a raise. Okay. That Indiana Jones guy, we would never have survived Lost River Delta. It's pretty treacherous there. So, <laughs> fantastic. Um, and, you know, when we were there, too, th- we noticed this um, heat announcement that they started doing. And oh, I yeah. I, I heard I about that. New, I right? Yeah, they must. Like, I, I posted about that on Twitter and some other people who have, who have been visiting, like, the past few weeks they all said that they've heard it too. So it, it must have been within like the last month or so that they started doing this. Yeah, and it's a good idea because it does get very dangerously hot. Um, it's, it's, it's a lot of concrete. You have to keep hydrated, you know. So it's a, it's a really, it's nice. It's nice that they're doing that. And it basically says like, um, due to the extremely hot weather today, we ask that you be sure to drink liquids frequently and take appropriate rest breaks and, and basically to take care in general. So, um, yeah, nice. Good touch. And also they don't want to deal with people passing out because, you know, that's not good. It's never <laughs> fun for people to die in the park. So, yeah, they totally do not want to you know, deal with that. <laughs> No, no, that's generally not a good thing no. to do. Oh, so sorry. Uh, were you were you done? <laughs> I'm, I'm I was, pretty I, done. I, was just, I mean, okay. the only the only other part was I went to see. Um, 
I don't know. My family member wanted to see the 15th anniversary show. I'm like, okay, if you want to. And then she's like, is there more? And I was like, no. <laughs> so, meh. only down part of the day. But um, other than that, we had a lot of fun. Because Disney Sea in general is amazing and fun and wonderful. So, great, great park to visit. Uh, Chris, what did you do at the parks? So, yeah, I was I was uh, getting a little excited. I jumped the gun there. <laughs> um, oh, my God. I'm excited, too. So, I want to ask you so many questions. So, 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 so. Okay. Before I get into the one thing I'm going to talk about, I'm going to talk about another thing that I just remembered. Oh. And so there was a American celebrity at Disney Sea this past weekend at the park. And I can, for the life of me, I cannot figure out who it is. I don't know what to Google. I don't know what to do. And it's not like I took a picture of the guy. Um, but all I know is he's a comedian. Like, kind of kind of in, in the same vein of, like, Will Ferrell and uh, the other guy that's always with him with the frizzy hair. I can't remember his name right now. Anyway, he's kind of in that same vein, like, that kind of group of type of actors. And I knew it was, like, I've seen him in movies before. He was there with um, other people, um, like... He, he he was with family, so I didn't want to bother him or anything like that. But he was there, and I don't remember his name, and I, I know this is not very helpful at all. But there was an American celebrity, a movie star, at Disney Sea this past weekend. I just don't know who it was. I don't remember his name. That's but super I can, cool. I can I can remember his face, and he was buying the the little uh, green alien dumplings, the mochi. Okay, that's good to know. <laughs> I maybe he listens to the podcast. Maybe. So, <laughs> if you're listening, I'm sorry that I was being a creep and explaining it this way, but I just can't remember your name. <laughs> I apologize. But anyway, but anyway, I hope you enjoyed your time at Disney Sea because Disney Sea is wonderful. And if someone knows who it is, email us and let us know because I'm really curious now. It's it's driving me nuts. I, it's like I, I I sat there for like 10, 15 minutes, like googling different things, and like I just cannot think of any of the movies. It's it's driving me nuts. It's still okay. going to drive me nuts. Okay. Important anyway. question. Important question. Was he playing yes. Pokemon Go? I don't think so, but I certainly <laughs> was. I certainly was playing Pokemon Go. So. Okay. Everyone knows Pokemon Go is a thing right now. And here in Japan, we just got it last week. They, it was delayed. They had server issues, all this kind of stuff. So we finally got it. And I thought, well, I'm going to go check out the parks with Pokemon Go. Um, I won't get into too much detail because we can talk about it on a different pod or a future episode. I can go into more more in depth on you know stuff I've saw and all that. But... Um, there's a lot of people playing it in the parks. Um, a lot of the Pokemon gyms were they were being overtaken constantly. Like it just kept changing teams. So there, there was a lot of people. There's a lot of people playing, and I caught a lot of Pokemon. It was a lot of fun seeing this happening at a Disney park, especially you here. Know, Since Chris, you know you can't reach that Disney Sea Aquasphere one from outside the gates, right? You can or can't. You can't. Really? Does Jerry? I never tried. No, it looks so close. I went after this movie, 
And I'm like, I'm going to I'm gonna try to get that, the Disney Sea one because everyone's going to be asleep and I can take over the gym for a good amount of time. Yeah. And I, I was trying to get as close as I could to the gate and I just couldn't make it close enough. And I'm like, uh, darn it. <laughs> no, why not? No. Oh, that sucks. Right. But I'm thinking that's a good that's a good thing we could do. Like we could go like right before the park closes and take over the gym and then no <laughs> one can get to it. Right. For at least overnight <laughs> that is called priorities right there <laughs> what team are you chris what's a, what team are you <laughs> i like disney c so i'm team mystic <laughs> oh no 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 i'm Uh-oh. team instinct oh you're the same as kai <laughs> <laughs> well kai and i can be best friends you that's can. what we're gonna do <laughs> make team sure it's pretty strong in our neighborhood are they? Well, good. Yeah. Because they're not around where I live. And I am I feel like I'm the only person on Team Instinct and in where I am right now. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, well. But, yeah, uh, we can go into more in-depth on, like, you know, all, all the different gyms and the Pokestops and all that kind of stuff in a, in a right. future episode. So Yes. Yes, yes. Um, okay. okay. More stuff. What, what else happened? So, I've been noticing more and more tourists. Like, even more than the past couple months like i went there uh, well obviously this past weekend and i not only did i did i see a celebrity i also saw like big groups of families like yeah clearly tourists which is really cool to see that there's more and more tourists coming here and hopefully 99 percent of them read tdr explorer or at least listen to the podcast or something i hope anyway i wonder <laughs> right like when like don't you think that when you see people you're like i wonder I, I kind of do listen to the podcast, you know. Yeah, I kind of, I'm kind of thinking, like, did you read our guide on how to buy tickets or anything like that? Because that'd be really cool. But speaking of people or like tourists and stuff, um, please forgive me. I don't remember the name, but I I did run into someone who does read TDR Explorer in the park, and they came up and said hi. Oh, so that was cool. really nice. It was super nice. So thank you so much for doing that. It it always makes me feel really good knowing that what we do and what we put out there for everyone, that people appreciate it and find it very useful because that's why we do this. And it's fun. It really is. It is fun. Um, And what else? What else did I do? Oh, I finally saw all the Gelatoni painting, the new painting stuff <gasps> at Disney Sea. Oh, my God. Super cute. Super I cute. Love I love that they did that. We need. Should we talk about this like in detail in like the next episode, or what do you think? Yeah, we can do it on the, on the next episode because there's quite oh, a bit to talk about. It's for a that. lot. It is so cute. I can't. It's I'm, super I'm cute. dying. You're I'm now. actually. I'm kind of like cheating, and I'm going through the Disney fan because it has like so much stuff in it. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, the Gelatoni stuff. Oh yeah, the all the all the new merchandise and. I might have gone overboard food. with that merchandise, by the way. Oh my goodness! Why? What did you buy? Tell me. I bought a tote bag and I bought the pen. Pen. Okay. By the way, <laughs> that pen is also has a sharp pencil inside that I did not know about until someone showed me. And I'm like, oh my gosh! All this time, I bought the pen slash sharp pencil, the little hand towel, um, and some other stuff. Oh, the little one of the little charms, and oh no, some other stuff. It was. It's just everything is so cute. Uh, it's so easy to spend so much money. 
It adds up quickly. Very quickly. <laughs> but we sh- you should probably save some of your money on merchandise so you can eat in the park. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yes, please please don't starve to buy the merchandise. You gotta, you know, you need to keep your energy up. Exactly. So if you have any money left over after buying, let's see, the the uh, ex-girls t-shirt collaboration. <laughs> With the your L.L. Bean tote. <laughs> your L.L. Bean tote, your $200 Duffy wooden costume rack that you're going to get shipped to a friend in Japan and then they're going to ship it to you for, <laughs> to wherever you're from. And popcorn buckets. Popcorn buckets and everything. Little all that spray stuff. bottles. Oh my so god, have- which by the way, the Disney Sea spray bottle has Mickey on a freaking banana. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that and I'm not surprised and I love it. I love it. It's so amazing. I totally did not notice and then I was like, oh my god, he's riding a banana. It's too much. But but banana. Speaking okay. of bananas and other food. <laughs> So speaking of food overall, that was a really long segue into this segment, wasn't it? It really was. So, in our next, I guess this will be our TD, TDR 101, we're going to talk about dining. Yes. So, lots to cover, but don't worry, we have it all condensed into the best bits for you. So, obviously, when you go to a Disney park, you're going to need to eat. Disneyland and Disney Sea have tons of places to eat, tons of different choices, and there's stuff for pretty much everyone. Picky eaters, people who are adventurous in their eating, people who have allergies, certain allergies, and we're not really going to get into vegetarian or vegan because that's a little bit tougher <laughs> at the parks and in Japan in general, but anyway, I digress. So... Overall, like dining at the resort, there's tons of seasonal offerings. So every season, they change up the food. They have new, like some of the uh, table restaurants will switch their menus over to have like a seasonal dish. There'll be seasonal snacks uh, and the buffets will completely change their food offerings to match the season. So there's always something new to try at the park no matter what time of the year you come. Um, If you're someone who likes to drink alcohol, much as, you know, me and Patricia, right? Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Alcohol is only available at Tokyo Disney Sea, unless you're at Club 33 at Tokyo Disneyland, which serves alcohol. Um, You don't have to tip. At restaurants, because tipping is not a thing in Japan, so you don't have to worry about it. And the tax is built into the price most of the time. So what you see on the board is what you're going to pay at the register. So that makes it super easy. You don't have to guess how much something's going to be after tax because it's already included in there. So it makes it super easy, super I love easy. That because there's there's so much planning that goes into the parks. That not having to think about like, oh, what is, you know, adding it up in your head as you get to the register or not having to think of 
tipping at the table, like what percentage would you have to give in a foreign country? It is so, like you said, it's so easy. And it's like at least that part of your trip, you don't have to even think about, you know? Oh, yeah. We're spoiled when it comes to this. So, like, when when I go home or go to uh, the uh, American parks, <laughs> I have to, like, think of these things. And I kind of, like, you know, when the tax is put in or whatever, um, anywhere, I'm just kind of like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, tipping, too. Like, I just I, I forget to tip. <laughs> And you think, like, because sometimes the percentage changes, too. Like, I feel like in the States, the percentage has gone up, you know? Like, I remember a long time ago, it used to be 15%, but I think that's really low now. I think it's 18% to 20% now, right? Ugh. I I don't know. And it adds up, man. It adds up a lot. It does. It really does. So, So, with no tipping, you're saving money. You're saving money. And you get exceptional service. Yes. Like, like, that is mind-blowing to me. It really is. So, um, and, well, what else? What else here? How do portion we, how sizes. Do we... Oh, portion Por- sizes. Portion sizes. They're smaller here, to put it simply. Um, a regular-sized anything, like a regular-sized drink, is essentially a small. And a large-sized drink is essentially a medium. So, depending on your diet habits um you may find some restaurants are not very filling so filling depends on like like for me and for you we're so used to the portion sizes now that it's it's normal for us but i i've had friends who've come and they they'll have the exact same meal as me and they're starving afterwards so it it, kind of depends on your diet i guess I get. I guess so. Yeah, yeah, and I guess but, it depends where you order too. Yeah, some so, things are like, more filling than others. Yeah, like off the top of my head, stuff that's filling is um, Country Bear. That's very filling. That's super filling. Grandma Sarah's. Uh, Grandma Sarah's is very filling. Um, and Country Bear, you can order a larger portion, right? Yeah, yeah, you can get that. Any of the buffets, obviously, because you can eat as much as you want. For so that's sure. good. Uh, other places, it kind of depends. Um, Miguel's is pretty big portion sizes as well. I think with so the, too. Because last time I went, yeah, I I had a tr- I had trouble finishing it last time. Uh, that's all I can really think of off the top of my head. Everything else is kind of smaller portion sizes, especially when it comes to French fries. The yes, fries are right. much smaller. You don't get a lot of French fries. You get a little bit. Yeah. So. That's a little unfortunate, but and you know, actually, that's something that might be like a good idea for them to make, like, because um, I know a lot of people in Japan like to share like French fries. They'll order it as like a snack and they'll share with each other, you know. So that might be like a kind of a like, good idea to make like a large portion, like in a Mickey shaped head or something that you can share with your friends. Yeah, that'd be a good idea, right? Oh, I'll see. I'll see. I'll see. You guys listening? I hope you're, are you listening. listening. Oh my gosh, they <laughs> must. They must hate me. <laughs> no but like okay so you know in ginza that building tokyo plaza Mm -hmm. right so you go to the top of the building like on the roof and they have like these um it's kind of like thicker cut french fries like like more like wedges kind of like their baked potato thing that they have going now and they'll have like they have like a bunch of different dipping sauces 
and it is so so good if you're in that building check it out like try like be adventurous try like some interesting sauces and it is super duper yummy and it's like such a simple food you know just like to sit and chat with friends and like an alcoholic drink you know um yeah amazing so i would love to see that actually at disney disney sea especially because you can drink a cocktail with it that'd be really nice i like that idea yeah allergies I know um, some people have allergies, and understandably. Um, and cast members take this very seriously. So if you do have an allergy of some sort, um, you can go on our website or the official Tokyo Disney Resort website. They have this in English as well. Um, they list mul- or um, alternative menu items that have certain allergens removed from it. So if you have a specific type of allergy, uh, you likely won't be able to order from the normal menu because everything is made a very certain way and they can't usually alter it so you'll have to order from an alternate menu or order something that doesn't have that allergen in it so this depends on what allergy you have but i know in our last episode i explained allergies when we went to the diamond horseshoe and how that was taken care of and since that was a set course menu they did have to alter alter the course for us to accommodate the allergies so it really depends on the restaurant so um if you're going to a counter service restaurant make sure you tell tell a cast member ahead of time before you get in line so they can help you with that and if they need to find someone who speaks english they can do that for you as well um and if you're doing uh table service whenever you make your reservation or if you're doing it online through the uh disney hotels just make sure you note in there that you have an allergy and just list what allergies they are because they do take it very seriously so don't worry as long as you let them know they will take care of you and speaking of um, customizing orders, in a sense, it just doesn't happen here. So let's say you want to get a cheeseburger, but you don't want a certain I- or certain condiment on it, like mustard or something. Um, I don't think we. I don't think they put mustard on burgers here, do they? I don't. I I think can't. they put like they might. They put like mayonnaise. I think a lot of the yeah. Time. Yeah, but, so but actually, it, like I had a different experience though, because like I went to Disney Sea, and they they won't go like. You know, it's kind of like a little trouble, but a lot of the times if you ask them, you know, nicely, they'll like, they'll, they'll take a sauce off or something. It's not really a thing here, so they don't usually do it. It's more hesitant. Yeah. Yeah. So unless you have like, you know, obviously an allergy or like a real hate for whatever that is on it, you don't really want it. You can be a little persistent to have them remove it but it's it's kind of a hassle like i asked them like at at queen of hearts i asked for the the burger without the sauce Mm -hmm. and um they're like is it an allergy and at first i'm like yes (laughs) because i (laughs) i thought they would be more likely to do it and then they're like um like is it like really like serious because there might be like some of it left on i'm like it's okay if, if there's like a tiny bit but like if you can take it off I would prefer that and then I went to um, Teddy's and I just said that I didn't like 
that I didn't want sauce because I didn't like it. I, I didn't want it. And then they, they went and they checked first. They didn't say yes or no, but they went and they checked and then they said, oh, it's okay. And so they did that over there as well. So, I, I mean, if you think, if you ask and if you don't, like, demand it, I think they're more likely to, you know, to to bend a little bit. Especially if it's something like, for Queen of Hearts, I could see that they were adding the sauce after. So I, I could see that it would be, fair, like, easier for, like, them to do that. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it... I guess it's kind of a case by case basis, but in general, it just it's just easier not to ask because it can be a hassle sometimes. Because I know people have had issues with that in the past. Yeah. So, um, and the reason for this is because they want everyone to have the same experience. That makes in terms sense. Of no, like I understand. F- in terms of the food, so that's why they don't typically do it. So that yeah. is kind of the reason, and like things are done a certain way and they just have to be done that way it's just it's it's a cultural thing that's kind of kind of the reason for it so like so far i haven't had anybody reject me though i've had i think i've had it happen once or twice to me cuz i just wanted to see what would happen uh-huh uh-huh so but what this did you was ask at for? a count it was at a counter service restaurant so oh that's i think harder. i yeah, because they're they're kind of doing it in it's it's fast assembly yeah assembly line mode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like for a, a table service restaurant because it's all made because you're sitting down and they have yeah. time to go back and ask because I feel like counter service they have to get it out in a certain amount of t- amount of time and you hold up the line and then they have to find out if it's even possible and that you know causes like kind of like a big problem for them so I think they're a lot less likely at a counter service probably yeah yeah, so I guess that's a better way to put it counter service not very likely table service more than likely more than likely and then also like um, that style where you go through the line and Uh, it's like um, cafeteria style cafeteria style I think there's a bigger chance there too yeah because they're essentially assembling it as you go along exactly so if you can see that they're adding it after and you can ask them look just don't add it i think they're more likely to say okay Mm -hmm. that is some good advice really good there we go (laughs) (laughs) so more more advice so if you want to make a reservation for a table service restaurant uh they recently changed this in the past i want to say three or four months all table service restaurants require a reservation now and it's called priority seating is what they call it um, there was a lot of mix-up in the beginning even amongst Japanese people it, it wasn't communicated very well it was a little confusing but essentially what it is you can make a reservation on the day of you just cannot queue up at uh, like you used to because before you could just go up to the restaurant and just queue and wait for a table. That is no longer the case anymore. So if you go in the early in the morning, uh, they start taking reservations at 10 a.m. in the park. And you can just go up there and ask for priority seating. And they will ask you if you want lunch or dinner, depending on the restaurant. And they will tell you if there's any slots available. And I've done this twice now. And every time I was able to get a reservation, even on a Saturday... Oh, great. So, which leads me to the to believe they do keep some tables open for walk-ups, essentially. Like, people that want to reserve in the park on the day of. Because you can reserve it online. 
but unfortunately it's in Japanese only if you are not a hotel guest. I know this is really complicated. It's it's complicated, I know, and I'm I apologize. <laughs> so booking online if you are not a Disney hotel guest is only in Japanese, and you can start booking one month ahead of time. So that's uh why it, it kind of leads me to believe that they have um uh seats left available for the day of so you know they don't have all these online people taking all the seats and no one can walk up and get a reservation for the same day like disney world (laughs) and then speaking speaking of hotel reservation guests if you booked your hotel through the official tokyo disney resort website in english you can make restaurant reservations through the website in english that is the only way you can do it in English as of right now. But I think that's going to change. I'm, I'm really sure it's going to change, though. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. That they're, they're probably going to add English at some point because they kind of need to. Yeah. But as of right now, that's that's not the case. So, um, again, really quickly, priority seating is essentially a reservation. And all table service restaurants require them. You can make it on the day of. Just go there by 10 a.m. and just ask. And most of the time, they will have someone there speak that speaks English. Um, if that's not the case for whatever reason, just keep uh, keep your English very simple. Uh, just say, like, you know, lunch, 1 p.m. or something like that. And uh, the cast member should be able to, to understand that. Because I've... <laughs> there, there's a couple times that I've wanted to test their English, even though I can speak Japanese to them. I just want to speak English just to see how they would react. And that is what I found works best. <laughs> I feel like they're hiring more people who speak good English, though, because I ran into a few cast members recently, and their English was flawless. And that did not used to be the case um, mm. so much in the past. So I feel like maybe they're getting better at hiring those people, maybe because they need to, um, because there's just so many foreign tourists right now. So table service restaurants. At Tokyo Disney Sea, a lot of the uh, table service restaurants are a lot of Italian food. Um, Yeah. Like Ristorante di Cantaletto is Italian. Um, Well, the uh, SS Columbia is not Italian. It has a mixture of food. And Magellan's, which is my favorite, is a mixture of like seafood and Western style food, like steak and all that. Um, what other table service restaurants? I'm, I feel like I'm missing one. Sakura. Sakura. There we go. That's uh, Japanese. So I guess I am wrong. It's not mostly Italian food. <laughs> my notes <laughs> it were feels wrong. Like it because like the you know the Mediterranean Harbor has so many restaurants. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then as for Tokyo Disneyland, uh, they have the Eastside Cafe and the Center Street Coffee House. I always get those two mixed up because they're so similar to me. Like, in my mind, they're very similar. Isn't that Cause weird? They're, yeah. Because they're, they're, they're both in the World Bazaar. They're kind of, like, on opposite sides. Uh-huh. And they just, they like, look the same to me. Even though they're not. They're really not. Um, and then we have Restaurant Hokusai. Which is a Japanese restaurant, which is really good, by the way. You should really try it. I like Hokusai. I like it more than Sakura, to be honest. 
Uh, I like the uh, tonkatsu at Hokusai. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. So delicious. And they, they always have like the really nice seasonal food, especially I for a tanabata. Yeah, I say if you go get like one of those seasonal menus, because the thing is, the thing with Hokusai is that the Japanese food, you can get like so much cheaper outside of the park. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So unless it's like one of those like seasonal, like with little Mickey's hidden in it and everything, I feel like even though it's really good food, I think for the price that you're paying, you can get better outside the park. Like even at XBRE, like if you go to Chef's Row... They have like this amazing soba restaurant and tonkatsu place and um, sushi and, and everything. So I feel like for Japanese food, it's so hard in the parks, you know. But like you said, those seasonal like set menus are really great. And then in the summertime, they have the one where um, it's like this summer dish and you get the souvenir chopsticks, which is like fantastic. I love that. Oh. And it tastes so good. Oh, I love that. It's so good. Yeah. So good. So if you go, get, like, get something like that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a good tip. At Disney Sea, uh, as I mentioned already, Magellan's is my favorite sit-down restaurant or table service. What is yours, yeah. Patricia? My favorite is Magellan's. My son's ah. favorite is SS Columbia. So that's where we always end up eating at freaking SS <laughs> Columbia, and which is not bad. It's really good, and they up their dessert game. Super, super yummy. Um, but the thing is, my son orders like the kids' course menu, and he has this weird thing where he will not eat the dessert that comes with it. You know, it comes with this cute little ice cream, um, like different like ice cream, and has like a Mickey on it and whipped cream and strawberries. And he refuses to... I think he'll eat the strawberries, but he refuses to eat the ice cream for whatever reason. So one of us always has to end up eating that. And you know what's really cool about SS Columbia? If you are... um, If you want something lighter, or if you're like on restricted calories, they have this light menu, which is, I think, total like 500 calories for the entire course. And it's super good. I think they recently changed the dessert, but the dessert used to be this pear in like red wine... Um, sauce which was amazing and it was it's a great meal like it's filling like you don't feel like it's like only like like it's like less calories it feels it tastes fantastic um so I really recommend that if you want like something with a little bit more restricted calories compared to like other park fare which you know it just goes way up in the numbers there so for SS Columbia that's kind of like a nice option at Magellan's oh my gosh their course is always so pretty and the atmosphere is so nice and i love i love the wine cellar you know and i love the lounge i love the lounge there just to have a cup of tea or to have some wine and and some um some cheese or something like that you know it's such a great place to relax uh now i want to go i know right (sighs) they always have like in the lounge like a seasonal dessert plate like Mm -hmm. with just like little samplings of different like mini desserts which is fantastic it's so pretty. Let's go, Chris. No, it's close. Yes, we should. We can't go right now. <laughs> uh, can't go right now. Uh, so we did our table service, which, you know, can be a little pricey. But, I mean, like, if you're making a once, like, I think a lot of the people that listen to us are coming from overseas or they don't come to the parks often. And for a lot of people, it's like a once-in-a-lifetime trip. And if you're doing that, 
I think it's worth it to splurge a little bit, you know. And for the price of like the food in the U.S. parks, I think it's a pretty good value, you know. Because if you order a course menu in the U.S., add in the tax, add in the tip, and it just balloons the price. So I think the price, even though it, you know, yeah, it's a course menu, so the price is going to be higher. But I think compared to like overseas, um, it's it's pretty reasonable. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. So make sure you eat at Magellan's. If you if you can only pick one table service restaurant to eat at, at both Disneyland and Sea, make sure it's Magellan's at Disney Sea. Are we excluding? Hands down. Are we excluding the hotels? Not yet. I would I would say go to Oceano. Uh, I haven't I haven't actually eaten there yet. It's so good, and it's so it's like such a beautiful it's like such a beautiful dining room, and um. Oh, it's it's a great experience. Like they have like for Christmas, they have like a special Christmas menu, which I really really recommend. It's just gorgeous. Uh, love it. Think of Magellan's, but like a step up. It's a little bit more pricey, but but it's so good. It's really really good. And and actually, their buffet is is one of my preferred buffets out of the hotels and the parks as well. If you if you want to go that route as well, that's also very good. And you can um, see the show if you eat at that restaurant. And, you know, speaking of buffets, um, there's a few, uh, you have a lot of choices that you can pick from. So if you have like a bigger appetite, uh, Chris, what kind of, what kind of buffets are there and, and what do you recommend? Uh, well, if you want to eat at the parks, um, there's a sailing day buffet at Tokyo Disney Sea, which is really good. And they switch it up quite often, uh, for all the seasonal stuff. And then we have the Crystal Palace at Tokyo Disneyland. Um, I haven't eaten there yet, and it gets mixed reviews from people. Either you love it or you hate it. And I think it depends when you've eaten there before, because I have eaten there in the past, and it was fine. Mm -hmm. And I went again for the 25th anniversary, because I was really excited about the menu, because they they had, like, little mini versions of, like, the popular snacks from around the parks, you know? And so I got really excited about that, but it was just awful. Huh. You know, I don't know what happened. So I haven't been back since then. Oh. So I don't know if it's gotten better or what. But at Sailing Day, I've never had a problem. Yeah, me either. I've never had a problem there. I've been there quite a few times, too. And they have, um, like, atmosphere things sometimes, too, which is really fun. Mm-hmm. Especially with, um, like, Halloween. I know they do stuff for Halloween, which is yes. which is pretty cool. Um, and then there's also buffets at the the Disney hotels. So For sure. at Tokyo Disneyland Hotel, there's the Sherwood Garden Restaurant, which is really good. I've eaten there before. Oh, it's okay. You know how I said I love Oceano for buffet? Uh-huh. Sherwood Garden is even better. Really? Ooh. Yeah, much better. Like it's, it's, oh, it's so good. It's so fresh. Like whatever the chef there is doing, it's, it's fantastic. And then we already mentioned Oceano at... Hotel Mira Costa, Disney Sea. And then over at the Disney Ambassador Hotel, there is Chef Mickey. I've never, okay. I've never eaten at Chef Mickey. Me either. I've eaten at all the Chef Mickeys in all the other Disney parks. Like, yeah. I've done it in Hong Kong, I've done it in Walt Disney World. And is that the only place they have Chef Mickeys besides here? I don't know. Either way, I haven't done, the, I, I, I haven't done the one here. I haven't done that yet. <laughs> <laughs> and we had a chance. We almost went, and then we're like, ah, oh, no, we'll go another time. So we've never been. We have to go. Mm. 
There and the one you went to recently, the um, the, the the western one with the show. Oh, the those are the only two restaurants. Diamond Horseshoe. Diamond Horseshoe. Those are the only two that I haven't been to in the parks. Mm. So, yeah, if you want a all you can eat buffet, you have quite a bit of choices. Pretty much everywhere you go, there's at least one buffet. Well, there is one buffet. <laughs> Really good. And Miracosta, they, I, th- I think they include it in your stay? Or do you have to pay extra? I don't remember. Good question. I don't know uh, that one off the top of my head. No, we did. We had to pay extra last time we stayed. But it wasn't like a lot. It was like so cheap that it was like, it might as well have been free. It was like, I think 2,000 yen for adults or something like that. Oh, that's, yeah, that's nothing. If you're already spending. It's like nothing. Yeah, if you're spending that much money to stay there already, what's another 2,000 yeah. yen? That's nothing. Yeah. I like right, and then if you don't want to be spending a lot of money, <laughs> you can also eat at the counter service restaurants, which there are plenty to choose from, and they have everything from burgers, fries, chicken, chicken nuggets, salads, sandwiches, pizza, spaghetti, Doria. Is that how you say it? Doria? Whatever. Doria. 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 I just say Doria. Doria is like a casserole, right? Yeah, like like a, basically like a rice casserole. I'm just going to call it Doria because it's funnier that <laughs> way to say that. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's a lot of counter service restaurants. I won't go through all of them because we'll be here forever. Um, at Disneyland, what what's your favorite counter service restaurant or restaurants? I would say... China Voyager or Grandma Sarah's. Ooh, those are good choices. Um, Besides those two, which I highly recommend, and Patricia recommends, obviously, (laughs) um, (laughs) is the Hungry Bear restaurant, which is really tasty. It's good. That that has uh, Japanese-style curry. And then also the Queen of Hearts. The Queen of Hearts Banquet Hall. Of course. It is so well-themed. The food is good. It's just... It's just a fun restaurant. I really like it there. It really is. Yeah, you're right. That's a of course. How could I how could I forget Queen of Hearts? It's amazing. So good. And they just renewed the menu there. Yeah, they did this past spring. They did. This was really good. Um, and then over uh, is oh my goodness, I'm forgetting the name now. The place where they <laughs> where they have the calzones in Tomorrowland. Why am I forgetting the name? Um, pizza, pan galactic pizza for There we go. That place, yes, that place is also really good because um, you can get like a really plain calzone if you have someone in your party who is not very adventurous in their eating. They can go there and get basically just a pizza, a really plain pizza yeah. with chicken on it and in it. With there you go with chicken and maybe some mayonnaise. No, maybe not. No, there's there's no mayonnaise. Don't worry. You don't have to ask for no mayonnaise. Don't worry. Don't worry about that. It's it's all fine. It's all cool. It's all cool. Those those calzones are a good addition. They are. They're really nice. I kind of like some days when I go and I'm just like I don't want to. I don't want burgers. I don't want. I don't want to go to the Queen of Hearts. I don't want curry. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna get a plain old chicken calzone because it's tasty. It's it super tasty. easy. Super easy. Uh, and then we can't forget Disney Sea. Uh, what's what's oh, Disney Sea is harder. I, there's a lot to choose from, I find. 
Uh, for me, uh, my well, I have like four favorites. <laughs> it kind of depends on my mood. So I, I really like Zambini Brothers because I like the pizza there. Pizza. Oh, what about the go the fried gobo? I've never the burdock root. I've never had that. Okay, this will change your life. Get a beer. Mm-hmm. Get the fried burdock root, and it comes with also some fried um, uh, shrimp. And uh, that's your your beer snack. And it's amazing and a little spicy and so, so, so good. That's like, if I go there, that's what I get. Mm. Not now because I'm on a diet, but oh, it's so good. Lovely. And then... And you need you need some kind of alcohol with it. Okay. That's a must. Wine, beer, cocktail, whatever. Noted. Duly noted. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's uh, Volcania in Mysterious Island. That's some good Chinese food. Which is really tasty. Great theming too. Oh, the probably some of the best theming. Well, it's it's kind of hard to say because all the restaurants are really well themed. But I really really like Volcania's theming because it's it's just really it's like it feels like you're like in in one of those novels, you know? Yeah, this very steampunk esque mm-hmm. area. It's re- it's really cool. Uh, then there's Miguel's in Los River Delta. If you want some Miguel's, yeah. If you want some like. Uh, air quotes here Mexican food <laughs> <laughs> okay let me tell you Miguel's one of my new favorites with the menu change yes I love it I love it it's so playful it's so fun um, the food has been greatly improved like before I would say it was on the lower of my list and now it's like right at the top ah just great that's interesting a margarita sampler oh yeah tequila margarita <laughs> sampler there you go. Yeah, if you want to do tequila, go to Miguel's. You can go there. Go to Miguel's. Uh, and then I really like Horizon Bay. And this is very recently. I didn't really used to care for it, but yeah. I went there. And this is probably because I'm biased. But they have the 15th anniversary Chip and Dale <laughs> dessert. And I absolutely love it. It's so good. It's so cute. And it's, yeah, it's adorable. Love it. Um,. The theming matches Port Discovery. It's nothing mind-blowing, but it's nice. Um, it's got character dining. Yes, it does. So With great costumes. That were that are brand new. They just brought them back. Or brought them back. They just mm-hmm. switched them over, which is really cool. Yeah. Are there, are, are there any other restaurants or counter-service restaurants that you enjoy at Disney Sea? Uh, I'm trying to think. Please. I, I guess... I was going to say, please don't say Cape Cod <laughs> cook-off. <laughs> I would never say Cape okay. Cod cook-off. I do on occasion, once I if, I, if I, if I go back to eating carbs again, I do like the the curry restaurant. Oh, uh, uh, Casbah? I know it's court. controversial. I know it's controversial. Yeah, Casbah. Mm, it's okay for I me. I like it. If I'm going to have yeah. curry, I'm going to go to the Hungry Bear one. I like the sampler ones. But I guess if I'm hard up, <laughs> I'll go to the one at Disney Sea. <laughs> so I think that does it for counter service restaurants. So we went over counter service, table service, the buffets, uh, the hotel restaurants as well. Tons and tons of stuff to eat for restaurants. So... To kind of wrap it all up, we got some tips for for all of you to maximize your dining adventures 
or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, this one's kind of a no-brainer, and this kind of applies to any Disney park you visit, but dine at off hours. So do it well before lunch or middle of the afternoon. Um, this usually only applies to weekdays. On weekends, it's a little bit tougher because it's just going to be busy throughout. But it's still not as bad on off hours. It's just, you know, you're going to be waiting maybe 30 minutes to get in as opposed to an hour and a half or whatever it is. For table service, make sure you make a priority seating or a reservation as soon as possible. And this usually starts at 10 a.m. for the day of. And they usually have seats left, so make sure you go there right in the morning to guarantee you get yourself a spot. Um, for a lot of the counter service restaurants, you can order most things just by itself. You don't have to get the set menu. So save yourself some money and just get the entree and don't bother getting the sides or don't bother getting the drink and you can get yourself water because you can get the water at the wa- at uh, water stations and all the counter service restaurants. And they're all self-serve, so you can even fill up your water bottle there as well. And use cash, because that just makes everything quicker for the counter service restaurants. Um, but if you're if you're at the table service restaurants, you know, use credit card, it's fine. You're not really holding anyone up. So make sure to have cash for the counter service restaurants. If you want to see all the seasonal offerings for food... Make sure you grab yourself a Japanese park map because they list them all there with nice pictures. And if you don't know where something is, you can just ask a cast member, just point to it and just ask them where and they'll be able to tell you. And then don't forget, there's also picnic areas outside both of the parks. And this is for if you want to go and buy your own lunch at a convenience store near the station or in Ixpiari and you can bring it and eat in the picnic area. Because you can't bring it into the park, so they have these nice little picnic areas for you. So I think I think I think that does it for dining. We went a little long on that one, but that's okay. There's lots lots to talk about. If it involves food, it'll it'll always go along with us, Chris. Oh, it uh, always. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this unwritten rule. It's just going to go really long. Yeah. Um, and we also have a full dining guide on our website as well, so. If you miss something, don't worry. We have it in our dining guide, and I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Okay, so moving on here. We got uh, now our park tip. So, Patricia, what, what what's the park tip this week? Okay, so uh, this week we have the Urayasu Fireworks Festival. And if you've never been to a fireworks festival in Japan, it's not like... It's not like, you know, like a 15-minute fireworks show or 30 minutes. No, this thing lasts for, like, hours or an hour or more it's it's really long and it just keeps going and going there's like huge fireworks and like different colors and it's beautiful and it's gorgeous and there's um like a festival atmosphere people are wearing their summer kimonos or their jimbeis um which we talked about in a previous uh podcast Mm. like lightweight um traditional japanese clothing um that's comfortable to wear in the summer um they have outside food vendors so you can try lots of japanese festival food like um like yakisoba, which is like fried noodles with pork. Um, takoyaki, which is like octopus uh, baked in like um, like these little balls. Like, uh, how do you say? Like b- balls of batter. Um, it's like all this really fun, interesting food. 
And if you're staying at one of the Shinarayasu um, hotels, which we have a ton of them, um, you have very easy access to this festival, especially if you're staying at the new, um, excuse me, the new Disney Celebration Wish and pretty soon Disney Celebration Discover. Um, so you are, it's going to be right next to your hotel. Mitsui Garden is also super close to the venue, just like a, a couple of minutes walking. It's at the park right next to it. If you're staying at Emion, a little bit more of a walk, but you're also very nearby. And Shinurayasu Station, you can make it with maybe like a 20, 25 minute walk. Um, but if you're staying at one of those Shinarayasu hotels, you have very, very easy access to the festival. And I think it's really um, worthwhile. Like if you, you know, if you complain about the Tokyo Disney fireworks, guess what? When it's summertime, these fireworks festival, there's no limit. So um, if you want to enjoy festival uh, fireworks, this is the time to do it. Um, in the Japanese summer all over in Tokyo and all the different cities. Um, they have these uh, really, really big fireworks celebrations. A week after, I think, is the maybe Sumidagawa. Um, so there's a bunch of them coming up this month. So if you're in town, check it out. Um, and it's it's just a really interesting experience, I think. Yeah, there's fireworks festivals throughout the month of August and going into September. So um, a good place to check like firework schedules around Tokyo and in Chiba as well like around Tokyo Disney Resort uh, is Time Out Tokyo uh, they have they, they they give a good list of events that are happening and they also list the fireworks festivals as well so that's cool okay so next is our listener question <laughs> if you have any questions you want us to answer on the podcast or just in general make sure you send it to us contact at tdrexplorer.com and in the subject just make sure you put tdr now podcast just so we know that you were listening to us on the podcast so this week our question comes from jason and he asks do you know if TDR has a character schedule like the American parks do? Like exactly when, where, and which characters will be out each day? Also, do you know if there are pin, y- pin lanyards and or TDR autograph books available? I guess this is three questions in one. So, <laughs> uh, to go with the first question about the characters... Um, there are characters that have set schedules... And certain locations that they do their meet and greets for a time period. So those are usually in the guide, the uh, entertainment guide. And there's an earthquake. It's a pretty. What is going on? It's long. It's really long. If it gets stronger, we'll stop. But um, so. I think that's kind of what kind of makes our parks uh, kind of fun is the spontaneity of some of the the meet and greets. Like we talked a little bit earlier about that Indiana Jones one. Um, You know, it's those kind of like special moments that just um, happen. It's still shaking, (laughs) you know. Um, But uh, so, yeah, some of them are scheduled. Some of them are not scheduled. And you um, you have to kind of go and ask. And I think you have better luck asking the cast members with like the little I logo, the information cast members. They're more likely to give you 
the answer a lot of the cast members will be really coy like oh I don't know I haven't seen Angel today or oh usually they're around this area um, but every once in a while you run into a cast member who will bestow you with kindness and who will say oh so um, go to this area around two to three and maybe Jack Sparrow will be there so around two to three you know so sometimes they'll be kind to you and they'll tell you but um, I think that randomness is kind of fun too. Yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that. <laughs> it's it's fun just like stumbling upon characters as well. You just they're so and so, you know. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as I was saying before, there's characters that have certain areas that they're in. Like they have like uh, like there's there's Ariel's meet and greet at Tokyo Disney Sea uh, at Mermaid Lagoon, and that's for a set time. And then also um, Mickey, Minnie, obviously they have their set uh, schedules in certain areas of the parks. So that will be in the show guide to tell you when that is. So it's pretty it's pretty easy. Um, talking about pin lanyards, um, they do have them. There's not very many, but they do have them. So you can find them in the in the stores. Um, and then there's also autograph books. We have some cute autograph books. Yeah. And they do say the park name on them and everything, Tokyo Disney Resort. Um, They tend to Mm -hmm. run a little feminine, which, I I mean, I wish they would have some more, like, gender neutral or, you know, like, just it's very, very girly a lot of the time, unfortunately. So I wish wish there was a little bit more variety with the autograph books. But um, they have, like, some that are, like... um, kind of like with just all the characters on it which are okay you know but yeah i wish there was a little little bit more selection with the autograph books hopefully that answers the question <laughs> and thank you so much jason for sending us your question and again if you want us to answer anything make sure you send it to contact at tdrexplorer.com and as an added bonus because we just had another earthquake during our recording, which is really crazy that we've had two now. Make sure you listen to our past episode about what to do during an earthquake. Um, you probably shouldn't keep podcasting. <laughs> probably not the best idea, but we didn't know what else to do. So we just kind of sat here. It's it's all good now. We're all good. I'm still a little freaked out. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little like... You can uh, tell. Can you tell okay. like when you get a little on edge? I wonder if they can tell from our voices because I, 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 it, it's over now. But whenever it gets a little long like that, it reminds me of um, of like the big earthquake, you know? So I, I, mm. I kind of like... And then we had three back... Like three... Ba- like literally back to back three days in a row where we had earthquakes and, and that, you know, I was like, oh, okay. And... But whenever it's long... Because the one that day, when it started, it started kind of like soft like it did now, but it kept ramping up. So whenever it starts like that and it just keeps going, I get a little, like, freaked out, you know? But it's done. And everyone, please don't let this deter you from coming and visiting our beautiful parks. No, let me (laughs) tell you, they are super, the parks are super strong. So, yeah, really don't let it don't let it deter you. As always, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher so other people can find us and plan their vacation to Tokyo Disney Resort. 
If you have any questions or suggestions for the show, especially our upcoming 50th episode, make sure you send it to us, contact at tdrexplorer.com. And make sure you tell everyone about us. Everyone, just tell them. Random strangers, <laughs> all that, whatever, just tell them. Uh, if you want to plan more for your trip, and you should, make sure you visit our website, tdrexplorer.com. Also follow us on Twitter, at tdrexplorer, and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash tdrexplorer. I'm your host, Chris, the chief content editor for TDR Explorer, and the one that is always eating. And then we have Patricia, our lovely co-host. All right, Chris. Um, and all right, listeners, we'll talk to you next time. We'll see you next week. Um, thank you so much for listening. You can find us on our Twitter and our Instagram and on on the, the website. Um, please feel free to contact us. We love you. Keep exploring and see you next time. <laughs>